1: Yo, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to the live stream of episode 12 of the Psychotic and Iconic Sports Podcast. I know it sounds a little bit different this time. We don't have our guy, Pauls with us. He's actually in OBX with his family. So enjoy the time with your family, bro. We miss you here at P&I. Um, we're ready to get this show rocking. We got a lot of fantasy football content
0: heading your way this show. So let's take it off. Mikey P? That was perfect, Nick. E- even though that caught me off guard a little bit... <laughs> Um, we're definitely going to miss Paul's and, uh, I'm going to miss shit talking him. Uh, Mr. Lonzo Paul's over there. <laughs> I, I don't even like know what my name is this week. Well, no. What am I going by in this, this show, week? show? We're
1: going to throw a little jabs at him in a little bit, you know? Oh yeah. Definitely. Just so he's prepared.
0: Cause I still have all his picks and, uh, his fantasy lists. So we're going to get his information out there still. Yeah. Um,
1: uh, I'm, I'm curious to see what this one is with his shot out. ass. You know what I mean? Like,
0: I just wanted to know what my name was this week. It's been different every week. No, Maybe I should actually go by my real name, Mikey P. <laughs> I
1: don't know. It's so weird without him, though. I miss him across the table. We yeah, miss you, bro. Enjoy your time strange. with your family, though. Definitely for strange. sure.
0: But um, fans, as usual, uh, welcome back, number one. Thank you for tuning in, number two. And number three, definitely give us your comments. Ask us any questions. We will try to get as many as we can. Um, otherwise, let's get right into it. Phil, you let's know what go. to do by now, I think.
1: Yeah, this is how we're gonna start the show, right? That's my boy, oh, Phil. Let's go, baby. That's let's my knock boy. it out. Oh yeah, we ready, man. Let's go.
0: Today's subject. It may not be the most interesting, but it is important.
1: It's super important.
0: Okay. Don't sleep on it. It gets it gets overlooked a little bit. Okay. Top ten defenses to start the day. Defenses and special teams. Let me give credit to the special team guys. And then we're gonna go into top ten kickers. And um, it won't be as long as the other fantasy lists, but nonetheless, still important. Quick. Because sometimes these teams can win you a week. There's kickers out there like Young-Way-Koo was yeah. kicking six <laughs> field goals a game. <laughs>
1: Young-Way-Koo is fucking... It's Young-Ho. Young-Ho. <laughs> <laughs> young uh, yeah, he has the best name. Young-Ho-Koo. That's fire to, as shit. Yeah, <laughs> but
0: like he legitimately won some people uh, two, three weeks last year. So... This shit matters, guys. I'm uh, not gonna lie. I'm kind of mad at my parents for not naming me Young Ho. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> <laughs> Young Ho Pasillo. Oh my god. It flows perfectly. So how about this? I will pass it. To- Actually, you know what? I'll do Mike's list first, and then I'll pass it to you, Nick. All right, that sounds good. So that no one has to hear my voice for too long. I mean, you know, I'm trying to spare the audience a little bit. One sec, let me bring it up. All right, top ten defenses. This is Paul's top 10, all right? Number 1. Actually, let's go 10 to 1. Excuse yeah. me. Number 10, the Saints. Number 9, the Colts, 8 Bills, 7 Niners, 6 Rams, 5 Dolphins, 4 Steelers, 3 Patriots. Wow. 2 Bucks. They're not number 1. <laughs> Number one, Ravens. Wow. They're always in the top five. So I'm going to
1: tell there. you right now, I wish he was here.
0: Oh, I, I, when he said I this wish to me, I was, was like, I was like, hold up. The Bucs are number one. Weren't we just talking about this? Didn't we just like spend half of, okay, not half our show, but legitimately 15 <laughs> minutes of our show was me going back at you about the Bucks defense being <laughs> godly. <laughs> Did he miss that part of the show?
1: I think he did. He was sleeping over there. Well, Good he Lord. was He was lounging, so I guess he missed part of that show. So, yeah, I don't know.
0: What am I about to do?
1: Yeah, facepalm. <laughs> the he, infamous facepalm right he there. He knows
0: this by now. This is going to be one of our uh, episode pictures for sure at, at some point. But um, that's Paul's list. Okay. God bless him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm shocked, honestly. But we'll get we'll get to it. Yeah. Um, Nick, you take it away now.
1: Yeah. So I'll start with number 10 going to one. I have the Buffalo Bills at number 10. Number nine, I have the Cleveland Browns. Number eight, I have the New England Patriots. Number seven, I'm with piles on this one. I got the Niners at seven. I got six is the Colts, five, the Baltimore Ravens, four, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I know. Ooh, I know you're what? shocked. Though. I know. You too? Listen, man, look. I, I, right, I got Go right. ahead. Right. I'll, I'll, I'll let three, you. Three, the uh, LA Rams at number three, two, Pittsburgh Steelers, and number one, the Washington football team. They are the best defense in the game. I believe in That them.
0: was also part of our argument, actually. I believe in them. Because, I mean, they were the closest team to beating. Uh, I almost said Patriots for a second. Yeah, I know, Shit. right? It's crazy. They were close. <laughs> <laughs> I know, like
1: when you think of Brady, you think of the Patriots, but like they yeah. were the
0: closest team, though, and that was part of our argument. I mean that that front seven. No,
1: I love oh, their defense, God. and that was my argument too last week. Saying, you know, like he beat that defense. You know, I think he was going to beat him regardless of quarterback. But you know, whatever. That's another argument for another day.
0: Mm -hmm. (laughs) For everyone that missed that, though, go back. I mean, last show was awesome. I encourage you to watch the whole thing. You don't want to miss any uh, fantasy advice or the division picks. We talked about the the most stacked division in the league. That was the NFC West. Uh, By the way, quick quick thing, because I literally, I might have had a brain fart last show. I was sitting here saying uh, Cardinals aren't making the playoffs, right? Yeah. And I went through it again. I went through all my projections and everything. And I realized, oh, wait a second. There's there's another wild card. There's three of them. So I oh. want to correct myself. Oh, wait, myself. wait, wait. So,
1: wait, you're saying all the teams in the West are going to make the playoffs?
0: I am. That's uh, balls and bro. I know, I know, because they're going to kick the shit out of each other. But I wanted to correct that before we get too far in, um, you know, the rest of the shows before yeah. the season. I'm sure we're going to cover this. We're going to cover like the overall playoff picture in our last show yeah, before we'll the season starts. Mm-hmm. But I just want to point that out. That's going to be one of my bold predictions. Okay, every team in the NFC West makes the playoffs. All oh, right.
1: That's that's pretty bold, bro. I know. Has that that's never happened? Obviously, because this is Can't, like the new the new yeah. rule just kicked in. So exactly, that'd be crazy.
0: So that's going to be one of my bold predictions. But anyway, all right. Back, so which who's your top ten to Mike the defenses, and um. Yeah, to your credit, Nick, Washington football team's defense is nasty. You can definitely justify them being there. Let me start with my my number ten, though. And this is gonna be a surprise. Number ten, the Philadelphia Eagles. You're such a homer. (laughs) You're such a homer. For I have
1: to. I I missed something across the table right now.
0: (laughs) Number nine, the Dolphins, who honestly I almost removed from there earlier today. Number eight, the Colts. Number seven, the Bills. Number six, Washington football team. Number five, the Rams. Number four, the 49ers. Number three, the Steelers. Number two, the Ravens. Number one, the Bucks. I can't believe I'm the only one who has them there. I thought for sure if I if I was a betting man, I was gonna bet that you'd have them at one. Well
1: here's I here's, swear. Here's my reasoning. Tell me why. I, I feel like they're gonna be like I feel like the Bucks are going to blow a lot of teams out. So I think a lot of garbage time points are gonna go against their defense. So I think that hurts their fantasy value, in my opinion. Whereas Washington's going to be in a lot of close games. And they actually just, you know, they signed William Jackson III in the offseason, pairing with uh, Kendall Fuller. They got very nice corner uh, on, on that team. Along with the front seven, I know. they're going to be lethal.
0: They could lead the league in sacks. Exactly. Uh, but this a is lot another, of turnovers. Like, I, I, that... I just believe in them. <laughs> oh, there's Paul's. He's I'm here. here. I love my He's team. Here. Wow.
1: Is it me or... Or is the room cloudy?
0: What are you guys smoking? <laughs> Sour. <laughs> um, but I'll tell you this right now. The reason why I got the Eagles at 10 uh, is the same reason you might have... I mean, most you got to pay attention to sacks. The Eagles could possibly lead the NFL in sacks. That's the first reason why I had them at 10. And also, I expect that under Jonathan Gannon, they're going to force a lot more turnovers than the last few years under Jim Schwartz where they... I mean, I didn't love the play call, and I'll be honest with you. I'm not going to sit here and dump on Jim Schwartz all show. I don't feel like doing that. He did win a Super Bowl for us. Thank you very much. But I was ready to move on. Fully did, but, you know. You know. Exactly, right? <laughs> I mean, he gave up one less touchdown than the other team. Okay. Great job, Jim. Um, but, no, I actually think this defense is going to be very aggressive, and I love the Steven Nelson signing, which essentially cured the secondary issues, in my opinion. Uh, makes me feel a lot better about that. So that's why I have them 10th because I think they could finish uh, number one in sacks. Bucks, though. Bucks and Washington. So here's, I actually am going to use the same logic as you. The reason why I have the Bucks at one, well, A, they were the number two fantasy defense for about half the season last year. And then they went on a cold streak up until almost playoff time. And they that's finished, when
1: they, they finished ninth.
0: Yeah. So that's when they heated up. I mean, also, schedule was a, was a little something there. But um, they really hit their stride, obviously, in the playoffs where we saw them just lock everybody down, Agreed. lock all windows and doors. They said, Aaron Rodgers, you ain't throwing on us. Drew Brees, to arm. Retirement. Okay? <laughs> retirement. We're going to send you into <laughs> retirement, brother. Yeah. OK, um, Patrick Mahomes. No, you're not going to get any throws off tonight. Ty Bowles said my unit's not giving up shit. They gave up the most to <laughs> Taylor Heineken of all people. I know, I know. It's, <laughs> which is actually
1: crazy though. They just locked everyone up, but that just shows you how good the Washington football team really is. Yeah, you well, know what I mean? Like it, it's a credit to them as well.
0: They're they're so close. I know. I fear I fear what will happen if they get a quarterback.
1: I can't wait to break down the NFC East. Me too. One day, so.
0: But my yeah. point though, um I was going to say this because the Bucks will be blowing teams out, that allows the defense to do things that you can't do all game in a tight game. For instance, just send the fucking house. Hey, we're, we're kicking your ass. I'll send the house a little bit more. I'm going to make it worse for you. Uh, like you. You just change the defensive game call, uh, game planning and calling when you have leads. You can do a lot more. You can play a lot more aggressive, you know? So... Um, I think that they're going come to out, come out of the gates with all their starters returning, and I think that they're just, they're just going to dominate. Um, I expect the offense to be right there, too. So, like, to me, it's just like picking up where you left off.
1: And Todd Bowles, he thrives with exactly. the blitz, too. Exotic blitzes, he's very good. And
0: not to mention, like, I have to point out that their division's a little bit weaker. So there's six games right there where I think that they could just mm-hmm. ball people. Like, that's, that's why I have them there. And in Washington, the reason why I have them at six, obviously. I was shocked. Like, they're really good. Yeah. And part of this, like, you can attribute some of this rankings to however your league is scored. I tried to just go standard here, but some leagues reward touchdowns more than others. Some reward uh, points against or yards against more than others. In this circumstance, I think that Washington, because of the offense, which should be a lot better, by the way. Like, they should be a very competitive team. I think that they're going to be in a lot of close games. And that is kind of my logic there, where they might not be able to do everything that they want to do on the defensive side of the ball. But they have so much talent that they have to be ranked that high. They have so much talent, they might have the best front seven in the league. I think they do. They might have the best defensive line in the league. Yeah. Um, Chase Young could win defensive player of the year. That's how good he is. So I won't be surprised in the slightest. Like, honestly... You could have flip-flopped a number of the teams in the top five. I'll just point out a couple right now. The Ravens and Steelers have been in the top five for the last few years. Um, the Ravens always have great special teams, low-key. The Steelers seem to find the end zone, and they always lead the league in sacks. I think it's uh, two or three years in a row they led the league in sacks. With T.J. Watt? Yeah, I mean, I mean I like each of these teams have lost some players, but the one thing about the Steelers, who they were so dominant on the defensive end, don't forget they have Devin Bush coming back who literally might be I mean probably the le- the least talked about star linebacker in the game because he was hurt yeah he's literally a star and he's gonna get talked about a lot this year so the Steelers right like right then and there they could easily finish number one um they were second last year yeah they were Total second points, pretty much points. the entire year yeah um, the Rams finished first so the Rams lost some pieces too. Um, but they also lost Brandon Staley, and that's kind of the reason why I have them targeted for a, a slight drop-off. I don't want to be too disrespectful and knock them all the way off the list because when you have the best defensive player in the game and you have the best cornerback in the game, uh, Aaron Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey respectively, you you, you got to give your respect.
1: Oh, yeah, absolutely. Right? And, and, you know, um, I'm shocked that Powder had New England at, at, at three. Me too. But, like, when I think about it, I mean, they really loaded up this year. You know, I mean, they added uh, Matthew Judon. He looks like a, he's going to be a star in New England. Um, they have Gilmore and J.C. Jackson. They didn't really lose much on on the opposite side. They actually gained uh, uh, Kyle Van Noy back. He was awesome for the Patriots. He's the reason why they, he got paid in Miami. Yeah. So they were able to bring him uh, back. He's a system guy, and I can see the Patriots actually possibly cracking, you know, the top five if those players are. Still what they are, you know, obviously, from a couple of years ago. But th- that is a defense I'm intrigued by this year, too. I New am, England. too.
0: I think that I just wanted to see it first, to believe it. Like, also, Dante Hightower is coming back. Yeah. And- this is one of the best players in the league. Right. I mean, they had, they had the most COVID opt-outs in the NFL. So, I expect that they should be a lot better. And I think that all three of us – I mean, we're going to touch on the Patriots a little later. But I think that we expect them to be a much more competitive team. So, um yeah, I think that they should definitely be better there. Um, and they still I mean, look, so here they had eighteen interceptions last year. They had four defensive touchdowns, which is second, and they were seventh in points allowed. So like they were still a good defense. They were just not a good fantasy unit. They were still a good defense. And that's without all the players we just named. Yeah. Uh but the Rams though, like I mean, they lost so they lose Brandon Staley, who was obviously a very good uh defensive mind you lose michael brockers you lose john johnson um, you lose troy hill these are guys that led their team in snaps like these are these are big cogs in their defense they may not be known but they're starters yeah i mean so that to me yeah like you have to you have to account for those kind of losses the back end is i mean i don't want to say shaky because you still got ramsey back there but i mean you gotta, you got to pay attention to it.
1: And also, they're going to have a tough schedule in that division, too. They're going to be playing the Niners, who are going to be much improved this year. Um, they're going to be playing the Seahawks and the Cardinals. I mean, they're all high-powered offenses. So you got to think about that, too, when you're drafting defenses. Always look at the schedule. I mean, that's always what I do. I go to strength of schedule, and I just look down the line. You know, what quarterbacks are they going to be playing? Are they playing the most top 10 quarterbacks in the league? Um, and if they're not, and you believe in that defense, I would snag him in, in the
0: draft. I mean, I'll be honest here. The way that I approach defense is if you don't get a, a, an a elite unit, like a unit that you know will be in the top five, I would wait till the second to last round of the draft, unless like there's one that's so glaring that's available the third to last round. Like if, if the Bucs were there in the third to last round or the Steelers were there Okay, I'd consider it depending on who's on the board, but generally speaking, though, you're not going to carry two of them, so you're likely going to drop them during their bye week, and they are kind of interchangeable. Like, there's, I mean, if you're in a 10-team league, likely you're going to be able to get a, a pretty damn good streamer, so I'm, I'm like, okay, if you want to stream all season, too, but you got to definitely pay attention to the matchups. Um,
1: okay so you interchange your defenses when you you it really depends
0: like even i had the bucks when they were number two i i drafted them in all my leagues last year i had them in every single league and i even dropped them because i noticed the writing on the wall they were they were falling apart a little bit Mm -hmm. and they had their bye coming up so like what i did in advance was i had an injury or something i put said player on the ir and i scooped up a defense that was going to be used a week or two later and then i dropped the bucks when that player came back Hmm. and uh I mean that's the way you can approach it with defenses and kickers too. Kickers, like you know, unless you got the number one or two guy who are literally like if they're leading the NFL in fantasy points by a wide margin, you may consider keeping them.
1: Yeah, I f- I feel like you know uh, if I have a top five defense, I'm gonna leave a roster spot for a guy that's expendable. Mm-hmm. So if I so when my bye week comes up, I could scoop up a defense and keep my top five defense. Just so, you know, for me, it's hard to come by, I mean, They can win you and lose yeah. you a game.
0: I mean, because depending on your scoring settings, really. Yeah. Like, there are some defenses out there that win you weeks. If the Steelers are putting up 25 points in a game, just randomly one week, uh, like, you want to have them on your team. You I mean, speaking wanna, of. You don't want your competition getting them either. Yeah, so, No.
1: well, speaking of, two years ago, New England was, like, the best option they were getting 30 mm-hmm. points a week
0: they were literally they were a lot quarterback production it for was half insane.
1: a season so, so like, like you can't drop something like that that's why i would keep somebody on my roster who's expendable you know just in case a bye week comes up because you don't want to drop them somebody's going to scoop them up and and, and hold them
0: and always these are things where like it all depends on what's on your roster and how many bench spots you have and um these are things that you want to ask us all season long. Like, if you ask us these questions during the season, you give us a little breakdown of your team and your league. It's a lot easier to, to tell you what to do. Yeah. But, um, yeah, to touch on another team, I think that the Bills came on late last year, right? The Bills were expected to take a leap, and they kind of, they were kind of like middle of the pack for a while. And they, I mean, they really heated it up during fantasy playoffs. They won some teams and games. So, um, you would expect them to be better this year, I, I think, right? They
1: finished 8th last year. I still have them top 10. I got them um, 7. You got them 7? Yeah, so top 10 I think is still pretty good.
0: Like, I, I wonder if they're going to get enough sacks to be there. Yeah. They they kind of have, like, they have a mix of veterans and young guys in their core. So, I don't know, like, relying on, like, Jerry Hughes <laughs> to me, <laughs> it, like. And uh, A.J. Eppins
1: epinosa or something like that is that what it's <laughs> they got a bunch of is? no names he was like a that. rookie last year or two years ago um i know they're expecting you know big things out of him so i mean it depends on the on the you know the edge rusher's production this but year the bills
0: had three consecutive top nine finishes so like you do have to pay attention to that they probably should be uh i mean you definitely have to draft him they have ed oliver too who's one of the low-key oh, yeah. best defensive tackles in the league uh you got Tradavius white who's a shutdown corner uh, you got Micah Hyde and Jordan Poyer. They're both pretty good. Jordan Poyer, former Eagles six-round pick, who was ass and really turned it around.
1: Yeah, I was there. I was with the Eagles when he was when he was there. <laughs>
0: yeah, me too. <laughs> so he's been in the league for a minute. I think that's when you and I crossed over yeah, at the Eagles. Yeah. I mean, that's just saying something like... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, we don't want to get into that. We'll let Mike do the talking with the <laughs> Eagles. Uh, But yeah, I mean, the, the 49ers. So we all seemingly have them bumped up i think this is just a matter of health right you got nick bosa coming back uh probably d ford i mean and then you got you got guys like i mean you you lost robert salah you got to point that out but um you got ken law who was a draft pick you got fred warner there already they might have one of the best linebacking cores in the league you got eric armstead who should have a rebound year with the attention off of him a little yeah bit. I, mean, I agree nick bosa you. could lead the league in sacks He could. He's that good. He could. He's a beast. So, I mean, I would imagine they're definitely a lock for top six, top five. I mean, I had him four. I have him seven.
1: Again, I think it comes down to division they're in.
0: Like, and the other thing is you can never predict defensive touchdowns, Uh, special teams touchdowns. Um, I feel comfortable with teams like the Ravens there because John Harbaugh is a special teams guy and always has a nice special teams unit. Um I mean the Bucks. That another, that's another reason why they might not finish number one. Their special teams have been ass,
1: yeah, for a long time. Yeah, I think you know? they're missing uh, a kick returner,
0: honestly. Yeah, I mean a lot of teams are. Yeah, a lot of teams. They're are. hard to come by. And the you, Colts. The Colts lost a couple pieces this year too. You can't always find a
1: a Jeremy Bloom. You know what I mean? <laughs>
0: Jeremy Bloom. Oh my God! What? <laughs> If you don't have a professional skier on your roster or an Olympic medalist on your roster, you're done. If you don't have Reno Mahe returning punts, you're definitely fucked. You're fucking screwed. I give him a call right now. Just bend over and take it. He can get you two yards. (laughs) Jesus Christ. Wow. Reno Mahe (laughs) and Jeremy Bloom. Wow. Oh, my God. That's too funny. The Colts, though. So I just want to touch on them real quick because they were arguably the best defense in the NFL last year at multiple points of the season. And they, they were like a bunch of no names to most people. I mean, you should know who DeForest Buckner is beast. He is an absolute monster Don't sleep on him. He was no. a
1: monster in San Fran and he was well worth the mm-hmm. the trade for them.
0: Darius Leonard was a little banged up and we just talked about that. He might be the best linebacker in the NFL. Arguably. I mean, sure. he's right up there. Yeah. You got, I mean, they lost Justin Houston. That's a pass rusher. You lose Malik hooker. Great name. Yeah. <laughs> Um, But let's see here. So they finished no lower than 12th in INTs, forced fumbles, sacks, yardage allowed, and and points allowed um, since 2013. So they're pretty solid across the board, usually. But last year, they really ascended to the top of the ranks. So we'll see. I mean, that was a breakout unit. And they lost their defensive coordinator to the Eagles. Yeah. So... They're just an interesting
1: team overall. They like, are because like they have a Super them. Bowl roster, but it really depends on the quarterback's health. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Well, we're talking about them later in the week. Yeah, I'm excited
0: about that. And just so everybody knows, I mean, I'll just save it to the end of the show. It was one of, like because <laughs> then it's out of order, and I gotta I gotta fuck with that shit after the show. I'll just leave it alone. Yeah, I agree. Well, we'll we'll hold that thought about the quarterback. Um, I noticed that. You had the Browns in your top ten, right, Nick? I have them ninth. They were ninth, and it looks like Mike did not have them. I'm surprised.
1: I mean, I think the addition of uh, Jadavian Clowney, along with Miles Garrett, like, that's going to cause havoc. Yo,
0: know, they brought in John Johnson from the Rams. Yeah, we got Tack McKinley, Malik Jackson, who I know he was buried on the depth chart with the Eagles, but he was also hurt. Um, he, I mean, he's going to be, I think, their second defender tackle. You drafted Greg Newsom from Northwestern. Shout out Northwestern. I wanted him so badly yeah. at the Eagles. Shut down corner. Okay. Um It's funny and, though, because I
1: feel like a lot of these teams are following the you know, the model of having two legit pass rushers mm-hmm. on each end.
0: And they might have two shutdown corners because Denzel Ward. Yeah. I mean, he's been nicked up. He, Former he first round be, pick. He could be a top five corner if he actually plays the whole season. Yeah. He's really that good.
1: Yeah, he's talented as hell.
0: So, they got the pieces, they got the talent. That roster's all talent. But they just haven't done it for us yet. Like I mean, they haven't finished higher than 15th in in fantasy points as a unit since 2001. So, I think maybe that's my reasoning for not wanting to take a shot. And if I was going to take the Dolphins out of the top 10, I probably would have bumped the, the Browns in just cuz the talent is off the charts. Um, yeah,
1: I feel like the Dolphins lost some pieces though. They you know? did. Like I feel like that's gonna hurt them. You know, the departure of Van Noy. Um, they lost some other pieces as well on that front seven too. So like I feel like that's gonna hurt their ability to, to crack the top ten for me. Because they, I mean, they, they still, have the corners. The corners are, are great. Don't I mean, get me
0: look, wrong. look. So they they were tied with the Patriots for most interceptions in the NFL last year with eighteen. And that's with Byron uh, Byron Jones actually struggled mightily in his first year with the Dolphins. I mean, that was a major free agent signing. Xavier Howard's a stud. Oh, yeah. He's worth everything. Uh, and he's happy now, I assume. Yeah. Uh, they had 28 turnovers, too. That led the NFL. They were a, a nasty defense. But I think that the reason why I moved them down is because I think that they're going to be a team where their defense is going to be on the field a lot more this year. Right. Because of Tua. I mean, other than that, they, they have the talent, too. They really do. And they have they have Jakeem Grant returning kicks. That's a special teams guy that you want to pay attention to. He always has at least one return touchdown a year. I think he's had uh, four of the past five years he's had a return touchdown. Um, they did bring in their first rounder, Jalen Phillips, and they brought in Bernardo McKinney, who's one of the better off-ball linebackers in the league. From Houston. Yeah. So, I mean, they lost Van Noy. They replaced – A number of guys, but... um, Yeah, we'll see. It's kind of like one of those things where it's a gut feel sometimes, too. It's just like the Dolphins just don't do it for me. I I feel like
1: defenses are just a crapshoot. It really is. Once you get past
0: the the elite units...
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: Anything can happen. Like like I said, streaming is totally fine. Um, I agree with you there. I see one other thing that Mike had that we didn't have, besides the Patriots. He has the Saints there who... I think we can all acknowledge they absolutely have the defensive talent. Like that's the best part of their roster right now. Oh yeah. I totally
1: agree with that. Yeah.
0: So this is another thing, right? Where we expect the saints to just kind of, I don't want to say nosedive, but none of us really think that they're going to be playoff teams. We're going to be covering that division later in the week, but um, I don't know. I feel like they're going to, I think their
1: defense is going to be on the field a lot. And I think they're going to be gas. And I think they're just going to give up a lot of points and a lot of yards and, um, I think it's like it's gonna be like that all season they, I I'm not a big believer in uh their their quarterback situation neither right now. Am so I. Oh, um I could see that defense being gassed early and it's gonna trickle down for the rest of the season. So that's why I didn't have them in my top ten. But they are talented, don't get me wrong.
0: Yeah, they I mean you got Cam Jordan who again this is another guy who you could argue is the best in the league. Oh, he's a pro right player. up there. He's just no cap. Ridiculous. And uh they also were tied for the lead in interceptions with eighteen. So, I mean, this this is another team. They finished top 10 in three of the last four years. So you have to kind of give them their due there. But, I mean, man, I don't know. I don't know. That's, yeah, we'll that's a see. tough one. They lost Sheldon Rankins. That's a, that's a low-key, yeah. big loss on the interior line. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lattimore has been... Up and down. He's only he's, good
1: against Mike Evans.
0: He should be elite <laughs> yeah. like in every game. But I know. Just, I don't know. He's so inconsistent for me.
1: It's only when he plays Mike Evans is when he's a shutdown corner.
0: And, I mean, they're, they're three, like, most important defensive players. You would argue Cam Jordan, uh, DeMario Davis, and you could you could even argue Malcolm Jenkins just a, from an importance standpoint. Uh, they're all each 32 years old, so – yeah. I mean, Malcolm Jenkins can only do this for so much longer. I mean, I definitely still think the Eagles made a major mistake not bringing him back, not just because of his obvious talent, but for the locker room, too, you know. But at some point, these guys are going to fall off a cliff. It's a matter of when. I don't think Davis and, and Cam Jordan are doing that anytime soon. But Malcolm Jenkins, you know, he's getting up there. Yeah, he is. He's played a lot of football.
1: Let's ask the audience. Who do you guys think is the best defensive fantasy football team this year? We are intrigued to hear your uh, best defense this year. I have I a have Washington football team. Mike had the Bucks. Bucks, yep. And Paulder had who?
0: He had the Ravens. The who, Ravens. So we're
1: all different. You could justify it. So we're all different. So I want to hear from you guys and see what you guys think. We're very curious.
0: Yeah, I mean, it looks like I see Papa Pacillo – Has his number one defense is still the Rams. I mean, you can't really blame him. (laughs) Brian Dietz going back to back with defenses in the fifth, sixth rounds. Andrew John comments, this is so true. Dietz takes three defenses every year in the draft. Um, Three defenses? Yeah, he's he's fucking wild, bro. I should ask Dietz who the (laughs) best defense is. You know, Dietz is going to take the best defense, so I I know I'm not going to have the. the box, anyway. I mean, they were a sleeper pick for me last year.
1: You're a raider. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny as shit. What well, we got next on the docket? We got top 10 kickers?
0: Yeah. I let's mean, roll it. We already... We're not going to spend a lot of time on the kickers. We'll just put that out there. Nah, let's just do a quick uh, rundown on them. I mean, the obvious ones... Like, let's just talk strategy for a second. It's the same thing as defenses. If you've got a top five guy who... Is head and shoulders above the rest and you want to hold him all year, go for it. But I am of the same ilk where I go, okay. I, and I'm like one where I've had, I had the number two kicker at a number of periods last year at a number two or a top five. You could play that on the waiver wire. Even I don't like to waste a waiver on that, but I have done it later in the season when I don't have any other needs. Um, this is a, a position where you could go plug and play and be totally fine because you never know like there's always three four guys that come out of the Woolworks and lead the NFL like like uh Jason Sanders for instance uh, right
1: yeah like he was awesome last year
0: I mean just out of nowhere <laughs> yeah and and they were I mean he had eight 50 yard kicks last year you know what let's just let's just go through the rankings real quick um I'll do Paul's first here Paul's
1: <laughs> yeah yeah big paul's fam <laughs> i know he 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 said that. Head. so he's probably like, whoa whoa all the way from OBX. i'll do him
0: first all the way in obx <laughs> 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 great show by the way oh man did you this finish that up yet obx out of bank it's fire oh, it's man. fire
1: i told Pauls to say hi to uh for uh to jj for me that's my guy that's my favorite character zombie John B's cool, but J.J.'s just fucking, he don't JJ's, give a fuck. J.J.'s like, like, he's a
0: real friend. JJ psychotic and iconic.
1: That's right. Shout out to J.J.
0: <laughs> but anyway, here's Paul's list. He's got Matt Prater, who's now a Cardinal, by the way. Okay. He has Jason Sanders, nine. Robbie Gold, eight. Chris Boswell, seven. Mason Crosby, six. Ryan Suckup, five. Will Lutz, Four, I'm not sure if he realizes he's hurt right now. He's not going to be back for a little Who bit. Will Lutz? Yeah.
1: Uh, Paz is always sleepy. He's
0: going to miss some time, but he should be back.
1: Sleepy Paz. Um,
0: for now, I think it's Brett Maher, the Cowboys failure who was once good. <laughs> um, Maher. <laughs> Young-Hway at three. Harrison Bucker at two. And Justin Tucker at number one. Okay. All right? Nick, your turn. I'm going to go. All right. 10 to 1. I got
1: Robbie Gold at 10. Veteran right there. Mm -hmm. Number 9. Jason Myers. Mm -hmm. 8. Matt Prater. 7. Greg the Legs (gasps) Zerline. 6. Ryan Suckup. 5. Jason Saunders. 4. Tyler Bass. Three, young ho Koo, <laughs> Young-ho.
0: It really is pronounced Young-way, by the way. Young-way? I know way. it sounds better. I young like
1: Young-ho. Ho. I'm going Young-ho. Yeah. It's Young-ho to me. I don't give a fuck. It's going uh, Ho with me, Young-ho. Yeah. All
0: right. <laughs> two, that was cheesy as fuck. Two, Sorry.
1: Harrison Bucker, and one, Justin Tucker. I think we're all pretty, you know, the same Man, with that I'm, one. So
0: I'll tell you when we get there.
1: Oh, but I'm excited.
0: Number 10, Jason Myers. I got him in there, too, Nick. He, surprisingly, has become pretty consistent. And he's on the Seahawks. So, uh, number nine, Mason Crosby. Number eight, Ryan Suckup. Number seven, got Robbie Gould back in there. Number six, Young Hoe cool. Young Ho. (laughs) Young Ho. All right. Um, Number five, Matt Prater. Number four. Nobody had him on their list. He was, uh, I mean, in the top three, four the entire year. Rodrigo Blankenship.
1: Stud. It's the goggles, bro. I can't. I, I'm not. I, love I, don't, the goggles. I don't want a kicker who rocks fucking goggles, bro. How long are you gonna off, see the bro?
0: uprights from fifty yards Take away? Take them off.
1: <laughs> no, it, it makes me nervous. What if they he fog up? He sees it through. What if they fog up when he's th- when he's making a kick? Well, he'll be in a dome all year. That's nah, true. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Damn. No, no love for Rodrigo. Uh, three Tyler Bass, two uh, Harriskin. Harris Harriskin. Wow. <laughs> Harris, <laughs> that was a great blunder <laughs> harrison buck are number two number one justin tucker undisputed number one yeah i think he'll have a bounce back here he was kind of shaky a little bit uh at points last year yeah i think he
1: spent a little too much time with the opera <sighs> practicing the opera you know what i mean he'll be back i yeah, mean he's he's, he's so good he's got a fucking boot it's funny like every time I watch him kick like he just doesn't miss it's like automatic you know like if, he, if he's lined up to kick you know to take a kick I'm going in the kitchen and go grab a snack I already know he already made it
0: and it was weird though like the thing I think that we all expect the Ravens to bounce back a little bit this year right like as an offense at least because the, the Ravens last year was just a fucked up year it was uh, I'm looking here right now that Justin Tucker finished eighth last year. It was his worst finish since 2015. He had a career low with 29 field goal attempts. And his conversion rate of 89.7 was his lowest since 2015. So, the Ravens were just messed up offensively last year. I expect that the opportunities are going to be there. Um, You can always count on him from 50-plus. It wasn't his best year there either. So... Uh, that's another note I want to say to people out there is, while we generally want to target like you can look at our rankings and we we try to target kickers who are on high scoring teams because they get the most opportunities. Oh yeah, absolutely. But my reasoning for like not having Harrison Bucker at number one, for instance, is touchdown. They are so efficient in the red zone mm-hmm. that, like, you know, you you never know how it's going to go. Even though they're going to they're going to get. <laughs> on the opposite side of the field more often than not um that kind of hurt him for most of the year last year i mean when when games got closer when things tightened up leading into playoffs he was kicking a lot more so this is another thing where it's like all right he was on the, the waiver wire for weeks last year i remember seeing him out there um tyler bass was a waiver wire pickup for me and carried me for a number of weeks like he was getting 15 points he was Hitting four field goals a game at, at a certain point in the season. Uh, we all, I think we all had him there, right? We all had him pretty yeah, high. Yeah,
1: I had him at five. I think they're going to have a lot of opportunities to score. I oh, think shit. Buffalo's offense is pretty yeah, loaded. I mean, you know what I mean? So they're going to have five opportunities. Offense.
0: Exactly. Mike, wow. Pauls didn't have him on his list. Really? Wow. That's that's a surprise. Sour.
1: Major. That's sour right he had there. Chris
0: Boswell <laughs> on his list, which kind of sounds like a vote of confidence for the Steelers, doesn't it? Yeah, I mean, I didn't have him anywhere near. He, and he revitalized his career. Uh, he looked like he was going to get cut a few years ago. Turned it around. He's been a lot better. I did notice that none of you guys had Greg Leg
1: in the nah. top ten. I'm surprised, man. I think the Cowboys are going to have a lot of opportunities to score this year.
0: If Dak plays. If Dak
1: plays. <laughs> yeah, that's true. If not. But they're still loaded, though, you know, man. You know what I mean? Yeah, but
0: if not, you got Ben DiNucci a quarterback.
1: Or is it Garrett? Could be him. Hmm. Uh, I mean, he's not any like he's not astronomically better. (laughs) Yeah,
0: but they're gonna have to make a trade for a backup. Like if they went out and got Nick Foles right now, which they probably should. No, they should get Mariota. Oh yeah, that would be fine too. Good fit. Yeah. But, uh, man, I know why Jerry's not doing it. They want to protect their investment and, uh, you know, not cause any Dallas controversy. Oh yeah, they want to coddle their boy. They're gonna have four wins, three four wins, if they don't do it, and Dak's out. Another thing we'll talk about later. Uh, not to spend too much time on kickers, though. Um, we all had Robbie Gould returning. Mm-hmm. I think that's obvious. Yeah. Because he he has the potential to lead the league in fantasy points when this team is dialed in. Without a doubt. Uh, definitely getting up there in age. Mason Crosby, same thing. He's on a high-scoring offense. He's getting up there in age, though. Ryan up, definitely up there in age. He doesn't hit for range, but uh, the Bucks definitely gave him plenty of opportunities. They should have had him from week one on. I mean, he definitely was a big improvement for, for them when they signed him. It was, what, about, I mean, what, five weeks into the season? I don't even remember at this point.
1: Right? Yeah. Um, that- I wish Palador was here right now because I want to carve his ass up for Will Lutz. Yeah,
0: he didn't even realize I he's do. out right now. Brother. I want to
1: carve you up, bro. He's out. Pause on that, though. <laughs> on some real shit. <laughs> wow. Yeah, pause on that. But, like, Good for damn, you. dude. Will Lutz is crazy.
0: God <laughs> damn, this <miss> one, bro. <laughs> I mean, he's always a top five option, but he's he's literally not going to be playing. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know how many weeks either. But Jason Myers was up there for you and I. Yeah. We said he's he's been consistent ever since joining the Seahawks. Um, he hit all 24 of his field goal attempts last year, so this is a guy who literally was the badge of inconsistency, and he really turned it around. Yeah, and that ain't a, an easy place to kick either. Even even when the the crowd's quiet, it feels like it's shaking there.
1: Yeah, I think I feel like if you don't have the top two or three kickers, I think you can you know stream all year. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, especially like we didn't mention guys like Matt Gay um he's on a high scoring offense exactly he's with the rams so like i feel like he could be a streaming option you got uh, brandon
0: mcmanus i mean literally he he gets paid like a top 10 kicker he is usually in the top 10 in fantasy points
1: michael badgley with the with the chargers i feel like they're going to be a, a, a high scoring offense if he so. keeps his
0: job i mean he's worried True. me that he should have been a lot better um but mcmanus though is one of the certified best kickers in the game and and if denver is anything this year um, if nothing else competitive which we think that they might be he had 10 50 plus yarders and he attempted a couple that were from uh 60 so yeah i mean like you no know, like i said if even that was though, an nfl record 10, even 10 though, 50 plus yeah but even
1: though we like we didn't mention anybody in our top 10 if we left anybody out there's still a streaming option yeah you know i would just go for the high scoring offense in my opinion and then take it from there so um but yeah if you don't have the top four three or four i'm cool with streaming all year that's that's fine with me you know what
0: i mean yeah so let's uh let's not spend another minute on kickers this actually went a little over time for what we budgeted here because yeah. we always seem to do that a little bit um we're gonna go into a division preview and it's actually one that we have briefly touched on so maybe we don't have to spend as much time on it um it's, it's one that we talked about it at various points over the uh you know over our off season here yeah at P and I. So Phil, hit me with some music, please. AFC East, baby. Let's go. AFC East. Yeah, buddy. Home of Nick's Patriots. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it feels weird saying that because Tom Brady's not there, so I should know. I really it even is. say that? It's
1: kind of weird. I'm still a Bill Belichick guy. You know what I mean? I still respect them.
0: I called you all I called you out for not being a
1: Belchick guy last week.
0: Just just a tad.
1: Just I know. Tad. It's just his lack of it's a tiny bit. offensive weapons for me, but that's all right.
0: Let's go right let's into, into it, it. Yeah. like I mean, let's talk about it.
1: Yeah, let's talk about it. <laughs> <laughs>
0: let's talk about it. Nice. He nailed it this time. At a boy Phil. Um I mean, do we want to just <laughs> let's just say it. Let's just say it how it is. Let's pick our division winners. Okay. Um if you want to tell me right now, like playoff teams. Maybe you could save that for when we go through each team. How about okay. that? But yeah, division that. winner, I think is pretty obvious. It's the Buffalo Bills.
1: It could be obvious.
0: You don't think, I mean, do you have the Bills, though? Do Maybe. The bills? Well, I'm asking you, for Maybe. real. Is, is this your pick?
1: They're going to have to find out soon.
0: Oh, uh, you want to save that for the end? Oh, yeah. All right, fine. Absolutely. Fine,
1: fine, fine. You got to keep the suspense. You know what I mean?
0: I mean, it's, hey, Patriots and Dolphins, interesting. Yeah. Let's go right into the Bills, then. How about that? all right 13 wins last year Mm -hmm. josh allen ascended to heights that i don't think anybody saw coming and they have a lot of guys returning and i mean the biggest storyline of the offseason probably was josh allen getting that massive contract you got questions with the run game which is still kind of i mean they don't generally rely on the run game but you could tell like once it hit playoff time and You know, those grinded-out games leading up to the playoffs, they needed a run game, and they did not get anything from that unit. Zach Malson, Devin Singletary. um, The defense, though, I I said earlier they hit their stride late in the year. They got Brian Dable returning, which is huge. I mean, I thought for sure he was getting a head coaching job. I think he's waiting for for a big-name job to come up. A
1: perfect opportunity.
0: So this is probably a team that, assuming all things go right, they could make a Super Bowl run.
1: One I agree of the with few you
0: teams, right?
1: I agree with you. I mean, I definitely think they're a Super Bowl caliber team. Uh, like you said, you know, Zach Moss and Devin and Devin Singletary, they didn't really have an identity last year. But I just think that they didn't know who they wanted to play. Like, I feel like Zach Moss actually really stepped up when he had when he had the opportunity. Mm-hmm. Like Devin Singletary for me is just like middle of the pack back you know what i mean he's
0: better suited to be a third down back
1: yeah and i actually have zach moss as a fantasy sleeper this year
0: me too i I had him there last year i was drafting him thinking he'd take the reins after a few weeks and they just didn't let him do it
1: yeah i know exactly he had a couple games where he scored 20 points or more
0: because he had i mean he finally got some uh goal line opportunities towards Mm -hmm. the end of the year Uh, i mean josh allen kind of takes away from that sometimes he just bolts his way in but Um, I mean,
1: they're loaded on offense, Mike. I mean, they have Stephon Diggs, Emmanuel Sanders, Gabriel Davis, Cole Beasley.
0: P&I sleeper, Gabriel Davis. Yeah,
1: P&I sleeper and (laughs) poor sleeper.
0: Mike's favorite sleeper, (laughs) Dawson Knox. (laughs) Dawson (laughs) Knox.
1: Come on, man. (laughs) I like Dawson Knox, though. Like, he he does score a little bit. He gets open.
0: Oh, man, if they they somehow – Zach Ertz, I don't know what's going to happen there, but if he gets traded, that's the best fit for him. Uh, Like, that is major if he goes there.
1: Yeah, I think they're a top three team in the, in the AFC, though. Yeah. Overall.
0: I mean, I guess obviously when we touch on the playoff picture episode, we can talk about how far they'll go. But definitely, you could see in a path to the AFC championship.
1: Yeah, between the Chiefs, the Browns, possibly Ravens. Mm-hmm. Um, I think a lot of people are sleeping on the Steelers, though. Shout out Broads. But wow. I'm, I'll be honest with you, man. I know, like... It, it's it might seem like it's over but last year they were 12 and four so I saying
0: that because remember we're gonna talk about them uh, yeah we'll talk about them that's in two weeks guys. Yeah. two weeks
1: yeah I'm just making my case for it being in the top three. Oh, but I hear you though you know there's know been me?
0: actually some pretty positive Steelers buzz oh yeah so and they did go 12 and four last year um so you got Diggs obvious top three to five option in PPR absolutely hands down yeah he showed you that mm-hmm. Sanders though. Might be an interesting like flyer in in the mid, not the mid rounds but late rounds PPR leagues only. He's a kind of option. interests me because I could see him having seventy catches. Um, anywhere between like like this is the thing everything behind Diggs, they got they got a lot so I don't know if he'll be enough to be relevant. Uh, but he's a guy I would look at for streamers if he doesn't get drafted. But he, I could see anywhere between like. Seven, eight hundred yards, seventy catches, and five touchdowns. I see I think Still he'll get something. drafted. I he's think a, he'll
1: get drafted later in the draft. But man. he he I, I think he's a flex option. Could honestly. wind up
0: being a wide receiver three. Yeah. Is basically what I'm getting at. Yeah. I agree Gabriel with Gabriel Davis, that. though, could be like that guy. That's gonna be your Mr. Streamer Deluxe. There, that's right. You guy. want like a boom or bust option where you know, you trust that he'll get that bomb in that game as yeah. a shit secondary.
1: He's capable too, but like we saw last year. Uh, he had seven touchdowns in a short stint, you know, yeah. so I, I'm, I'm Could pretty be bombs big. away. Yeah. And Stefan Diggs is actually talking him up. You know, he wants him to improve his game because he actually sees potential in him.
0: And so I that's mean, to look less coverage there. Now he's their third, even fourth receiver because you got Beasley in the slot and, and he has PPR value. He catches a ton of passes. Oh
1: yeah. And you know, especially with leagues that have, you know, uh, they get like a half point for a first, you know, first down yeah. reception. So I
0: think Beasley does have a lot of value, and 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 a chain mover, absolutely. And he's he's also going to be freed up in that slot. They got a lot of weapons, but it would do them so well if they could run the football effectively this year. They are not going to win a Super Bowl anytime soon if they can't run the football lick.
1: Yeah, no, they I can't. agree. I think Zach Moss is going to take over at some point in the year.
0: They got to give him a chance to. They do have it. to. They have to. I mean, it didn't work last year. Just nah. try something different. Singletary's best served being in that third down role because he still has some explosiveness to him and uh, can catch a football out of the backfield. So, you know, like, it seems obvious.
1: No, I agree with you. I'm surprised 100%. they didn't figure
0: that out. So we're not even going to spend that much time. We just talked about the Bills' defense. Um, so let's, let's move on to the Patriots. Fascinating situation here because, like I said earlier, they got a number of COVID opt-outs coming back. Um, you got the QB battle, which we'll definitely touch on in a sec. They went on a free agency frenzy. John O. Smith, Hunter Henry, Nelson Aguilar. Uh I mean, a number of pieces on defense. I'm not even looking at the list because they just they made so many moves. Um, they drafted uh Ramondre Stevenson. They have James White returning, they still have Sony Michelle, he's not been traded. Uh, you got Jacoby Myers, who kind of ascended a little bit. And you have Damian Harris. Uh, I'll touch sleeper. on that Sleeper. I mean, I've, man.
1: Certified sleeper. I really Damian Harris. Look but out.
0: Everyone that was Trust in the league me. with me last year knows that I was pounding the table for him. And once they actually let him play, once they let him take over the lead dog. He's a fucking beast. He was awesome last year, but he does not catch enough passes. So, like, that's something to look out for. Um because, like, honestly, if he caught, like, 40 passes, let's say, instead of 20, he, he's he got major sleeper potential, like top 15 kind of potential. No, I agree with as you. As a runner. 100%. He's a bowling ball. Oh, I know. A little short guy, but he's this deceptively quick, too. Absolutely. And this he's is a team moves. that should lean on the run. Like, even though the Patriots like to have a rotation there, um, they weren't like that last year. No. They let him take over that gig, and he literally single-handedly carried them. I agree. Um, especially when Cam Newton struggled. That's another thing to talk about. Um, but one other thing, though, like the Stefan Gilmore situation is interesting because he's still very, may, very well may be the best corner in the league. Um, so is this team possibly a playoff team? We could break it down like this. Are they a playoff team if Cam starts all year? Are they a playoff team if it's Mac Jones? And I, who's going to win the job? That's the question. I think
1: they're a playoff team with either quarterback. Really? I do. I do. Because I think Bill Belichick is going to be out for revenge this year. I think uh, they added a lot of talent, you know, on the offensive side of the ball, too. Uh, Kendrick Bourne, Nelson Aguilar. They traded for Trent Brown. Trent uh, Brown was a massive A massive, pickup. right? They, they signed Hunter Henry, and they also signed Johnny Smith on the offensive side of the ball. So they have a lot of pieces this time. And I feel like they're going to go back to the play-action days brady's earlier days where they run the football and then they hit you with the play action with two tight ends i think that's gonna be really effective they got speedy wide receivers this time i think their their defense is going to be legit they might have the best uh cornerback tandem in the game with jc jackson and stefan gilmore i mean gilmore two years ago was defensive player of the year he's amazing and jc jackson he's ascending um they, you know, like, you know, we spoke about it earlier. They got, you know, they brought back Kyle Van Noy. They signed mm-hmm. Matthew Judon. And they also uh, brought back Lawrence Guy.
0: And you got he's, Dante Hightower. He's awesome
1: for them. Yeah, he's Dante Probably Hightower. their best
0: defensive player. So, like, I feel Kim. like,
1: I mean, like, they lost Jason McCourty, but I don't think that's really much of a loss. You know what Not I mean? Not much. They still have Devin McCourty. He's much better. Mm-hmm. So, I think, you know, for me, I think their defense is going to be outstanding this year. Um. It just it just reminds me of the old Patriot days. Honestly, I feel like they're gonna be very tough to beat.
0: Grind it out competitive. Grind it out. Yeah. And they coaching, have the best coach. With great coaching on both both sides of the ball.
1: Absolutely.
0: Because if anyone's gonna get the most out of this quarterback situation, it might be Josh McDaniels in a Patriots uniform, yes. of course. And I Uh-oh. I think
1: I think Cam's gonna win the job in the beginning. I, I do. I because I feel like if like you know, I spoke about this last episode or two episodes ago. That if Mac Jones goes in there and he fails, then it's it's like, what do you do? Like, do do you bring Cam in and then, you know, see what he does? And then what are you going to do? Just bring back Mac Jones? Like, I feel like it's going to hurt his confidence. So I think
0: it could go a number of ways there. But that's the reason you would have Cam in the back uh, in the background, you know. But yeah.
1: But I also feel like that's why he's there, because I think he's going to start. And then we're going to see where he goes.
0: We're seeing some comments. I really do. Cam sucks. Well, listen, I agree. I, I mean, I'm not second, a big hand guy. second year in this system, he should be better than last year. I'll put that out there. Yeah. And he has had a pretty good preseason, but so is Mac Jones. Oh, he's awesome. And I'm going to say, like, I think what impressed me is, like, obviously, like, he's poised. Mm-hmm. But what impressed me the most, I was just at the the preseason game last week where they just took a dump on the Eagles. Um, I think I was most impressed with his pocket presence. Escapability-wise, especially. Like, he... He was moving up and around in the pocket and making some good throws. He made a, a one great throw down the field that Nikhil Harry just—he's just trash. They need I, to cut him. I don't know what the—I mean, he fucked him. He fucked up his shoulder or something on that play. He was right
1: there on the money. It was too. a
0: perfect throw, and he and he avoided the blitz. Um, there were a number of plays like that. I mean, I get it. It was—it was not against the first stringers, but we've seen a lot of promising signs there. So like, if he's—if they deem him ready, I'm okay with it, because. I'd like to see what their unit's going to be like at their top upside. He might struggle a little bit. And he probably will when he does come in, like whenever it is. But I can definitely see Cam, like, starting the first few games just as the veteran presence, and he's got the respect of the locker room. Um, don't be surprised, though, if Mac Jones starts. That's a situation where I could see him starting because I don't think they're a team that's risk-averse. I think that they're very much willing to throw him into the fire and they believe that they have the pieces around them to do it. I agree, and you know
1: what's you know what's uh, a thing to keep an eye out for. I know we spoke about Michael Thomas about a, you know a couple episodes ago. It would be really intriguing if the Patriots actually made a move for him. <laughs> you know they're out of the uh, the conference. Uh-huh. They need a wide receiver with Nikhil Harry hurt. I, I you never know. You well, never know. Which player did you just Michael say? Michael Thomas? Oh yeah. That's, that's a, a perfect fit. Absolutely, Slam and Boy they Thomas. still
0: have some cap remaining, I believe. I mean, they went crazy spending. I was reading a comment when I left. I was reading a comment saying, "It's preseason, dude. Chill. It means nothing." Yeah. Hey, simmer down over there. Uh, <laughs> was that John Pasillo? Yeah. Yo, that's th- my guy. Yo, tell him to chill out over there. I'm, I'm <laughs> Mr. I, I don't give a fuck about preseason. Oh, I don't either. I put that on the record. But I'm just gonna say though, his pocket presence was impressive. It was. Because no, I that's agree a, with you. that's a thing where he's not expected to be. Uh, moving around so fluidly in the pocket. He have the he's, he's a guy that everyone thinks of as a statue. Yeah. That's all I said. Yeah. said I take this out of context here. No, No, I agree. All right. So, simmer down over there. Silo <laughs> family, man. They're always bringing the fire every episode. Though. They're, I love it. They're I
1: love hard. it. They're representing.
0: I love it. Me. I appreciate it. I them. love it. Okay. Keep it coming. I'm not taking offense. By yeah, the way, I, th-
1: I think the, the Patriots had an A-plus season. honestly.
0: they. I mean, the logic behind this is... Free agency spending is because they got a rookie quarterback on a rookie contract for the next five years. Absolutely. <laughs> He's still going at me. Oh man. Anyway, uh, Mike says Mike Polidor, our own. He says that the Patriots should win ten, eleven games, and they're a fringe playoff team. They should start Mac right away. Let him get going. Cam doesn't have any more. I kind of feel the same though. But I could see them starting him for a couple games right out the gates, just to.
1: Yeah, Cam's gonna be a starter. But I I don't know. I believe that. I
0: don't know. I think it's a toss up right now. So that's what Paul says. He does not have them making the playoffs, but he says they're fringe. All right. Next team. So we have the Miami Dolphins. And this is an interesting case. We kind of touched on them already in previous episodes. Um to a situation. Definitely gotta monitor that. Can the defense be as good as last year? We just talked about that. I don't think we gotta go over it again. They drafted Jalen Waddell, surprisingly over Devontae Smith. Um, a lot of people predicted that, though. They signed Will Fuller, who I would love the signing if Tua could throw downfield. I would love it. They got all these burners. Yeah. I and Devontae I- Parker's a guy who can play, you know, go up and make that contested catch downfield. Deceptive speed there, too. It just it doesn't make any sense to me. It don't make any sense. It's just weird. Tua was a bad pick. Anyway... you're off
1: him completely off him like you're not gonna give him a shot at all. i'll give him
0: a shot but i just don't i don't believe in him enough and i'm not gonna rule out his his upside because like there were a couple games last year where he really did flash yeah but he just doesn't do it for me and i know how paul's feels too he does not like them he has the dolphins missing the playoffs um you got preston williams coming back who was like a nice underrated receiver um and then you got mike iseki who should be ascending Uh, He's not used enough. So uh, you got to wonder if the offensive line is good enough. Don't know that. Can Miles Gaskin repeat what he did last year? I think he's underrated, but they did bring in Malcolm Brown, so Mm -hmm. we don't know how this running back rotation is going to sort itself out. I think that Gaskin's probably a value pick at this point because he's going to slip in the draft um, and still might return you Know 1200 total yards, I could see that even if he is splitting time.
1: Yeah, I'm off him, man. Because I, I i read a report that uh, Brian Flores wants to do a three running back system, you know, running back by committee. That, that scares and me for fantasy. They were saying
0: last year, and then they didn't even let Jordan Howard carry the ball.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, not for nothing. I I thought Jordan Howard was pretty washed last year, so I mean, take it you know for, for yeah, what it is, yeah. but like, no, gas can shine last year, but if they're gonna, you know start with a running back by committee that scares me as a fantasy owner
0: it would be a it would be an extreme like let's see where he falls in the draft for me I would want him as a backup I would not want him as a starter on my team but um Malcolm Brown should definitely be the goal line back and also I don't think Miles Gaskin is is built the way that he should be to be able to be a full-time back anyway so it might benefit them both and Malcolm Brown can play a little bit too yeah just throw that out there.
1: I mean, I got the Dolphins. I mean, look, dude, they're fucking loaded. Devontae Parker, Will Fuller, Albert Wilson, and Jalen Waddell. And uh, and that kid, Grant. Like, he could play, man. You know? And then they got Gaskin and Malcolm Brown, like you said. Gusecki's ascending player. They have a good team. It really boils down to two it was progression. If he could be the top pick that they picked him to be, look out.
0: Even if he can just loaded. be a game manager, at they this got point, speed. If he can be slightly better than game manager quality, they'll be a playoff team.
1: And their defense but is he good was, too.
0: He was mediocre in majority of his starts last year. Yeah, the team was six and two at Ryan Fitzmagic, and they give the job away randomly in the middle of a playoff run. They were six and two. They would have been. They literally missed the playoffs by a tiebreaker. <laughs> That was one of the worst I didn't coaching understand. decisions I've ever seen, and, and I like him a lot, yeah. Brian Flores. I me mean, too. He turned, I don't
1: understand that decision. This honestly.
0: franchise as a whole literally has done such a great job rebuilding, and the two thing just sent me for a loop. It's just like, ah, oh, man, like we'll see, we'll see, we'll see. Like I'm not. I'm gonna, giving him a I'm chance. I'm not gonna rule it out. I will give him, give him a, a chance to chance
1: succeed because I think he does have some skill. They wouldn't have drafted him top, you know, player in the draft. If fucking he couldn't play.
0: Look, here's what he's got like, going for. Like that's just him. the bottom line. Here's what he's got going for him. He's got all those weapons. Yeah. And they're amazing, right? He's got the help of the defense. And Oh, there we go. One sec. He's got the he's got the he's got the defense. He's got all those weapons. And he's an accurate thrower, but he seems to lack in decision making. Agreed. So and he's definitely he can move a little bit, but I don't want to move him too much because I don't want him getting fucked up. <laughs> like, period. Facts.
1: Gonna get slapped around, huh?
0: So, <laughs> I mean, if they had Justin Herbert, this team is scary. Oh, I know. To I
1: have not I haven't. I don't think they're making the playoffs. I don't I'll, I'll just be blunt. I don't I'll call a spade a spade. Uh, but but again, I mean, they had the talent to actually really make some fucking noise. You know what I That's mean? That's going to be the missing it's piece. It's just it's just yeah, it really is boiled yeah, it really boils down to his you know progression. And uh last year they went 10 and 6 still, but like like you no know, like we alluded to, they were 6 and 2 with uh Fitzmagic.
0: And They could have made the playoff, right? Yeah. They went uh they finished Yeah, they finished 500. That's not good enough. Yeah. So another thing I'll say, this is just I mean it's not totally relevant, but they were a team that was pushing for Deshaun Watson before his case just went out of control. Yeah. And if he ever plays a lick of football again, they would be a team to monitor. There, they wanted Deshaun Watson, and that was actually a good situation. Um, and two, it would have been a Texan almost assuredly, if if that were to happen. So they would have robbed. Let's him. not speculate too much <laughs> there. Yeah, that would have been an amazing fit. Yeah. Well, hey you know stay out of trouble
1: let's move on to E's team the yeah new the york new york jets j-e-t-s jets jets, jets, jets. he's got Rash. something to be proud of it's fucking garbage listen
0: he's got something to be proud booty of booty meat that's what they are booty you meat. really think so
1: straight straight up
0: i mean you don't think they are gonna the be competitive up. this year They're listen gonna, they went two and four last year family <laughs> there's a question look this is a good question to start your your pop says what do you think about zach wilson we're gonna touch on that in a second okay I just want to point out one thing. Before all the mess last year, it was a mess. Adam Gase should have been fired. They were 8-8 and the year before. They they were a competitive team. And they lose a lot of close games. So I'm not saying, like, oh, hey, expect, expect the Jets to be a playoff team. No, I think that they're going to be well coached. They're going to kind of take that, like, Dolphins curve, where they, like, they take it up a notch. They'll be, like, I don't know, a competitive 6-7 win team this year, I think. And that might be ambitious, but... This is all depending on Zach Wilson, so that's the first storyline. You got you got Robert Sala, a new head coach. You have got Zach Wilson. Is he going to start right away? Is he going to be good? Um, there were reports saying like Mackay Becton, who looked awesome at left tackle, and I I told this to E. I was like, man, you got you finally got you finally got some offensive line help. They draft uh, Tucker from USC at, at left guard. That was a great pick. They've been hitting in the draft. They've been nailing the draft. Um, you expect the defense to improve, right? So. Um, they did lose Carl Lawson for the year though. That's a big loss. Mm -hmm. So, and we don't know who's gonna start at running back. Maybe it's Michael Carter, the rookie. Uh, they got Tevin Coleman. So.
1: Michael P. Ryan. (laughs) Jesus Christ, trash. (laughs) (laughs) fucking booty. One thing though.
0: First observation.
1: (laughs) He's not even draftable.
0: I don't even want to talk about
1: him. I don't either. (laughs) We can just fucking.
0: But they they got some skill. They got some skill talent though. They got Corey Davis. Who has been targeted, I think 78% target share in preseason. He's gonna be heavily involved. And he had a great year last year with the Titans. He's their undisputed number one receiver. You got Jameson Crowder, who's always, you know, possible use in PPR leagues. He's very good. Yeah, He's I mean very good. He catches good. passes. Yeah. So now, I like their wide receiver. And you got Elijah Moore, who's rookie of the year potential. Yeah. He's a stud.
1: I like their wide receivers. I think Zach Wilson would be okay. I think he's going to have some growing pains. I think so, too. but He's I actually, on the Jets. I, this is a guy where... They they find a way to be fucking trash. Oh,
0: man, it's they do. Finally some, like, they haven't
1: been good since Rex Ryan was I left.
0: I know, but this is the first time where you actually feel pretty confident about what, what the franchise has been doing as a whole. The, the front office under Joe Douglas has done a lot better. And Robert Sala is a model of consistency. I mean, look at what he did with that 49ers unit. He gets the most out of them. Um, I think he's a hell of a leader. Like, I love the hire. So they got the pieces. I think Zach Wilson actually might be pretty decent. He'll he, have his growing pains. He's but, got a great arm. This is a guy right? I would say also, like, keep an eye on his cards because most people are going to be like, oh, the Jets suck. Like, there's no way this kid's going to be good. He's not even six foot. Like, all that shit. Like, oh, it's the Jets. Yeah. Yeah. That might be why he's a sleeper buy on the card market and we'll we'll probably touch on that eventually. He could
1: I actually think Elijah Moore could be.
0: Yeah, him too. More than
1: anything. Him I think too. he's super talented. He might be one he might be the best
0: wide receiver in the draft. He's so talented. No cap. Tiny guy but he knows how to get open, he knows how to catch a ball and he's going to get the opportunity. That's the number one thing in fantasy, the opportunity. So I keep just, just, keep an eye. Like that's the run game for me,
1: man. Yeah, I need mean, to have game, a a certified running back on that team. The run game that's
0: going to hurt, that's going to hurt Carter Zach Wilson because, be good.
1: because everything's going to be on Zach Wilson.
0: There's a lot of buzz on Michael Carter right now. The key thing for me is the offensive line. If the offensive line can hold up, they might be half decent, but the right side of the line concerns me a lot. And if Makai Beckton, I mean, he apparently has had struggles at camp, and I thought he was a stud, by the way, I, I thought he had an excellent rookie year. um that's gonna be a good one. They were calling down. for him to be hall,
1: like in the Hall of Fame
0: Jesus after goodness. last year. Well shit. I mean I'm
1: not, seriously. <laughs> I'm I'm not I'm not even fucking around. I, I saw multiple, you know, players say this. They actually really believe in him long term. He's a stud. He's a beast. No, I I get that.
0: I'm sure they'll get this all sorted out. If he was out of shape or whatever, then that's one thing. But yeah. I heard it was just like outright not playing well in camp. Could be something to monitor. They also brought in Keelan Cole uh from the Jags and they still have Denzel uh Denzel Mims who I like a lot and I actually don't know if he's going to be on the team it's a little weird weird situation there. like oh man I would love for the Eagles to trade for him I wanted them to draft him uh, really weird situation they still got Chris Hearn at a tight end who you could keep an eye on honestly he could be a, either a glorified streamer or he, he could be one of those guys that winds up in the top 10 conversation on the back end but it all depends on Zach Wilson and how the offense develops. That's have, the
1: story of this team. I have so many Denzel Mim cards that like if he's like a Jerry Rice, I'm gonna have Ward Cameron money Damn. on some head ass shit. Like I'm gonna be I'm gonna be fucking loaded. I'm gonna be sitting on a yacht if if he could be a Jerry Rice. I have so many of his cards. That's because he was just like one of those rookies that everybody pulls, you know what I mean? So like I don't know. I just feel like I don't know. We'll see how it goes with him. But they're I, definitely not a playoff a team. We
0: can at least say that. No, no. So, division pick. Who you got? I got the Bills. <laughs> Easy pick for me.
1: I got the Bills too. I got the Bills being twelve and five. I got New England being seventh seed at nice. ten and seven. I so do. you're the
0: only one among the three of us that has them making the playoffs. I don't have them making the playoffs, but they're gonna be close.
1: It's the head coach for me, man. Um, yeah.
0: I just, I, I, I just don't I, know. Th-
1: I, I just have a hard time believing Bill Belichick is going to miss the playoffs two years in a row. I just I just have a hard time. Like I I just don't see that. I see the Dolphins being eight and nine. Um and the Jets five and twelve. They're fucking booty meat. Like let's just call it spade <laughs> a spade. They're not that good. Five and twelve,
0: bottom line. I mean, here's why the, the Pats don't get in for me. Cause I have the Chargers getting in. I got the Chargers. Um, I got an AFC South wild card, and I'm not gonna say I'm not going to say uh, which team because we're touching on that division later in the week. So, I got an AFC South wild card. I got the Chargers and I got an AFC North wild card. That's three wild cards right there. I'm not going to say which because we're going to talk about them too. All right. So, um, Paul's, though, Paul's same thing. He says, not really a competition, he's got the Bills. Not really a competition. He's, he says the Pats what will win at 10, 11 games, though. So he what did say jab. that. <laughs> what he said. I mean, no no competition there. And I, I kind of agree with him. I think the Bills are a landslide division winner. Um, but the, the division, they could lose. They're not going to sweep the division. Let's just put it that way. They could lose. They could, they could split a couple of those series. Who knows?
1: No, I think the Patriots are going to be very competitive. They'll uh, probably lose
0: one of those games to the Pats. We'll see. Um, they will. So that's it, though. For the AFC East preview, all right, we gotta move on. Before we move on, everybody who's watching,
1: please don't forget to like, subscribe, and hit the notification bell. Also, give us a follow on our socials—Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. We will greatly appreciate it. And we'll move on to sports cars, Mike.
0: Yeah, we got some sport. We got one thing we're gonna we're gonna mention, and we got a lot coming later in the week. So, but this is a breaking announcement, Phil. You might want to sound the alarm here. This is kind of crazy. <sighs> So, here's what happened. After a 70-year partnership with Major League Baseball, Major League Baseball moves on from tops. and they, they sign a deal with Fanatics, which is Ron, their, their owner is Michael Rubin, who's one of the part owners of the Sixers. Okay? The Fanatics... Fanatics. The Fanatics. Whatever. Fanatics cemented a deal with MLB and the MLBPA for the exclusive license to produce baseball cards... 70 years they were with Tops. Tops literally only has soccer now, I think. Uh, they have soccer and something else. I, I freaking forget, but it, it's insignificant to me. It's crazy. I I'm have sad. so many Tops cards. Oh, my God. But anyway, details of this deal. Um, this is kind of like a little rapid reaction here. Mm-hmm. Fanatic's deal with MLB and MLBPA is more than 10 times larger than any that the union has ever agreed to. The memo also states that the deal, when combined with other recent deals, is expected to generate roughly two billion dollars by 2045. In 20s, 20, in 24 years, they will generate two billion in cards.
1: That's insane. Now, what does hold that on. say to you? Well, you, Mr. Card Guy, over well, here. What does thing. that say? Here's the thing. The only thing that I could think of would be, how is Fanatics going to produce these cards? They gotta have. They gotta buy out tops. They have to they got they got i mean they need, they need the machinery to produce these cards so they're going to have to buy out tops
0: i wouldn't put Completely. nothing past that group over there they're very creative thinkers i don't know how they're going to do it but to get this deal i mean first of all when you talk about 2 billion projected in revenue the alarm sounded again for me phil <laughs> i need you to sound this for everybody 2 billion dollars 2 billion card enthusiasts What does that mean?
1: Cards make money. Absolutely. But you know what I think, too? Holy shit. Like, my prediction, too, is that, like, I feel like NFTs are going to come and play because Mm -hmm. I feel like Fanatics is very in tune with the uh, modern world. Definitely. Um, I know Brady signed a deal with Fanatics in the offseason they had uh, brady, brady nfts dropping on DraftKings, yeah, absolutely and i was actually trying to get one and i, I missed out but. so i wonder if nfts are are going to be part of the plan because i'll say this because tops didn't even have a chance to counter offer crazy with with baseball after 70 oh, I that years
0: they, i thought that they gave them the ability to match no, but no, they just they knew didn't. they couldn't
1: they didn't they actually announced the deal and tops was like yo what the fuck like we couldn't re- counter they, offer
0: i read that they had the ability to match and they just did not have the money no. i could believe it though Honestly, how do you pass that deal, you know? they
1: weren't given an opportunity to match, which I was shocked about. I mean, after 70 years of producing baseball cards, they're not able to match.
0: Absolutely. So I feel
1: like it's a technology thing in advancement for me. I think Fanatics has a plan in the future to make a lot of money. And I think they sold the MLB and the MLBPA, you know, their plan.
0: They got the group to do it. Michael Rubin is a creative thinker. Yeah. And he's got the money. So... I was um, getting a
1: lot of questions too of if uh, you know, old tops baseball cards would be, you know, maybe a that they hold.
0: Right. Scarcity. Yeah, like I, forward.
1: I feel like in five and ten years, like I feel like tops will be like a nostalgia thing. Maybe. You know what I mean? I, I think now well, the deal's not into effect until twenty twenty five, right? Twenty twenty six or something like yeah. that. So I think like maybe like five, ten years, I think, you know, that would be Nostalgia for for a lot of collectors, and but I
0: those cards that have like the bubble gum sticks yeah, in it, and shit, yeah. Like, how are you gonna tell me that's not gonna be worth something? It has
1: to. I mean, they're not gonna they're not gonna make them anymore. You know. So, I mean, that is something to look out for. I definitely think the you know old tops baseball cards will definitely be. Um, I think they're gonna go bananas in ten years. I really do.
0: I hope that everybody listened to this particular. Thing. I like because like, to me I, like
1: I, Tops I, is like forever a baseball brand. Like when you talk yeah, about baseball me, cards, you think Tops.
0: Most of my baseball cards are probably Tops cards. They, they
1: all are probably.
0: I mean, I'm just telling you right upper now. deck. The reason why I had to sound the alarm twice is one, the money involved in the card market, and then two, the point you just made about Tops cards maybe being scarce. I mean, you gotta you gotta think that they'll have some sort of worth. They're gonna be absolutely nostalgic yeah already nostalgic for me and i
1: also think too like i mean fanatics could really fuck it up too they could like water down a lot a lot of products you know what i mean like if there's too much of the print run on these products i could see it going down you know with fanatics you know i mean because they're trying to make money we're talking billions right like that's the projection so like they might water down these products and then they might not be worth as much because again scarcity it's going to matter in the end so, I mean, that's my take on it for now. I'm sure, like, a lot more detail uh, details are going to come out yeah, we'll, about this. We'll be in sure to cover couple, it here. a couple weeks or days, months, who knows, years. We don't know. Um, so. you, you
0: know we'll be on top of it. But, hey, absolutely. Nick, before we move on, because we're going to really speed it up, I'm basically going to announce news. We're okay. not going to have too much input going forward. We just want to make sure we have the news out there for, for everybody sure. that might have missed it over the weekend and uh, while they're at work. Um, but, listen, I want you to give us a couple of, Announcements regarding the shows that we keep talking about here. Yeah. Take it away real quick, and then we'll move on to the quick hitters.
1: Yeah, I know last week uh, I told you guys that the uh, Wildwood Sports Card Show was going to be on August 20th to 22nd. That wasn't the case. They actually moved it. They have another event that weekend. But now, this weekend, P and I will be there. We will be filming some sports cards content for you guys on Friday, 3 p.m., uh, t- Saturday, 10 a.m. to 9 p.m., and Sunday, 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. We will be there on Saturday, so if you guys are going to be there, shoot us a DM, and we'd love to meet up with you. Um, there's another sports card show at the Valley Forge Casino Resort. You can, you're can you able to purchase your tickets on their website now. Um, it is from September 24th through September 26th. A lot of Eagles players will be there. Uh, well, former Eagles, that is. McNabb, Vic, Jaworski, former flyers, former phillies. So, you know, be sure to check it out on their website and uh just let us know if you guys are, you know, going to make an uh, appearance. We'll be there definitely. Pay and I will be there. Absolutely. We're going to be filming mad content for you guys. So, uh, I'm Looking excited forward about it. To it. Yeah. It was, it was a lot of fun the first show. So, yeah, I'm I'm excited to, to give the fans what they want.
0: Oh, I can't wait. I yeah. can't wait to see what you buy. Yeah, we're going to cook up. <laughs> I can't up, wait huh? to see what you buy and even sell p- yeah. perhaps. Oh yeah. Or even just some some card input.
1: I'm buying. I'm okay. buying. I'm I'm in the buyer's market right now. Yeah. I, I see a lot. Of, I see a lot of potential. So I'm just kind of hoping I can get the right deals.
0: I know you'll be able to find something because you got the eye for it.
1: Yeah. But. Thank you.
0: Yeah, I got you. Bam! I was the really nice best to do. MP Sports right here. <laughs> MP Sports. Listen, this is the face of the car market, guys. You better listen. All right. Yeah, I know that. Yep. So, just to be clear, though, to finish this show, we got the quick hitter segment, and I'm gonna go rapid fire here. And you might get sick of my voice, but it's only going to be for a couple minutes, so. <laughs> um, Nick, Nick, you could chime in yeah. if you want, but we're really trying to just speed this up, all right? Phil, I want some bang-bang! Pulls up 3 pointers, Bang! Bang! It's good! Wins the game! At the- First news, NBA, LeBron gets zero votes for NBA's best player. I know Mike is stewing over that. I know it. So Nick and I are just sitting here laughing. Like, no, nah, he—he probably, he probably didn't deserve any votes for that, but, right? I mean,
1: he definitely deserves some votes. Like <laughs> Mike says, like mm-hmm. LeBron is like.
0: Maybe a few votes, right? Yeah,
1: Not I mean zero. to get to get zero is total disrespect.
0: You don't want to know why I'm total annoyed. Total
1: disrespect, but I'm cool with it though. Fuck LeBron, yeah, you, you know, know what I mean? Like know. I don't
0: give a fuck. <laughs> Mike says energy must come next week with this. Oh, it hey, I'm will. Sorry, Mike. We're waiting for you, man. We missed it. I think you. Mike dodged us so he didn't have to talk about this. Probably, you're,
1: you're <laughs> probably right. That's a good observation. <laughs> he don't want no but for, smoke.
0: But for real, like the only thing that annoys me before we move on. I just think that him bitching about it on social media is just like I don't need to hear you say that. Just show us you're the best. Yeah. It's like okay, you know I'm salty ass LeBron. I hate when he does that shit. Yeah, but it's I funny because too. if
1: he's the best player, why the fuck do you need Anthony Davis, Russell Westbrook, Car- uh, Carmelo Anthony? Like, why do you need all these superstars, bro? If you're the best, just fucking, just just do it on your own, man. Preach. Fuck him, dude. You know what I mean? If you're actually that dude, then fucking show up.
0: Onto the NFL, though. He's super team um, bullshit. Yeah, I know, right? Onto the NFL, though. What we were waiting for was Carson Wentz returns to practice for the Colts. And he practiced in full. Quentin Nelson practiced. Ryan Kelly, one of the most underrated centers, practiced. They all returned. Good news for the Eagles first round pick. Yep. Next piece of news. And we'll talk about the Colts later this week, alright? NBA Terry Rozier. Four years, 97 mil extension with the Hornets. Holy shit. Overpaid. That's a bag. fucking paid. That's what I'm thinking, God too, damn. right? He got more than Lonzo. <laughs> I know. Man, Mike, <laughs> Mike, Lonzo Paul's over there stewing <laughs> over that, too, I'm sure. He did get overpaid, oh, and man. Lonzo is worth more, in my opinion. There you go, Mike. That's for you, buddy. I agree with that, too. That's for you, buddy. MLB. Miggy. 500 home run club. He's the 28th member to join that club. All right?
1: That was awesome.
0: Home run against the Blue Jays. Awesome. Surefire first battle hall of famer. He has a 311 career average. No doubt about it. Fucking fantastic. Congrats to him. You can hit that clap button, Phil. Go ahead. (laughs) Clap the cheeks. Oh, that's that's major. That sounds painful. That does. (laughs) Sound like a spanking. Another... (laughs) Another quick note, the Eagles took a spanking here. Andre Dillard, who is back at practice now. Quite a few teams are interested in trading for him. Keep an eye on that first-round bust so far. That is a spanking. We'll see what they can get in return. Probably a late-round pick. All right, back right. uh, He chips. He should be a stealer, honestly. That would be a good fit for him. They need some help. And I can see him revitalizing his career there. Um, anyway, NHL, the King, King Hank, Henrik Lundqvist retires after 15 years. He was the Vezina winner in 2011-2012, five all-star games. He was diagnosed with a heart condition after signing a one-year deal with the Caps. It would have been his first year away from New York.
1: Yeah, that's so sad, man. things
0: happen for a reason, though. Yeah. Because now he'll be alive and well, and uh, he seems to be in good spirits. He had a phenomenal career. I hated facing him as a, F- a Flyers fan. I was the going to say that. respect, though, as, yeah. a, as a person. And a competitor. And a competitor. Absolutely. F- Got to be a Hall of Famer, too. Oh, yeah. Clap for him. Go ahead, Phil. <laughs> Another spanking right there. Poor Rangers. They're taking a spanking. Slap it up in rhythm. (laughs) But more NHL news. Look at that. Some hockey. Flyers, finally. They get the deal done with Travis Sanheim, restricted free agent. Um, The defensive end, the back back end is looking pretty damn good. The top four is solidified. He gets two years with 9.35 mil. That's 4.6 per year. He avoids arbitration. So the Flyers are ready to go. But this also, I want to tell the audience this. Puts them at negative 644k in cap cash space, so they're gonna have to make another move. So keep an eye, everybody. Trade. It could be something big because you yeah. know that they want some wiggle room with the salary cap in case they gotta sign some guys during the season, bring guys up and down. Keep an eye on that. I agree with you. All right. Mm-hmm. Finally, move, to end though. the show, I love it. I'm happy for him. It's another bridge contract. Um, to end the show, we're not gonna go deep into this, but I just want to stir it up a little bit, okay? Couple of Dak headlines. He likely won't play at all this preseason. Okay, we can get over that. He started throwing again gradually, not fully, though. I think he had 50, 52, uh, he had like 52 warm up throws the other day, right? <laughs> Jesus. We're, we're looking at some of these comments.
1: Whacking his bag again is fucking crazy. <laughs> Shout out God, to my dad. damn. He is really psychotic and fucking iconic. I love that guy.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Oh my God! Whacking his bag wow. is crazy. We gotta stay on schedule. We got less than a minute here. All right, this is this is what we're gonna do. Oh, uh, he, so the Schefter headline that we're gonna leave it with the audience here: Dak is not fully back. He may not be fully back all season long. Sounds like he's gonna be playing hurt. Look out! And I'm telling this. I'm telling this to pause. I hope you're listening still.
1: I mean, you Look should be out. telling it to me too, because I had him in top five Look, quarterback. Hey, in fantasy, I didn't have him in so. my top
0: ten. All right, <laughs> I was thinking about it up here. I mean, listen, it's all team, speculation. This team though. is royally fucked. If, if he misses any time, royally fucked. That really, defense, even with the Micah Parsons pick, is still gonna be bottom five, bottom ten. I didn't. I mean, they're just not. They're never gonna stay healthy. There's no way. So I wanted to end the show on that. Throw some shade to the Cowboys, and uh, I I hope that he is. Honestly, I hope he's healthy because I would love to rub it in and beat them anyway. I don't think they're winning the division.
1: Yeah, you don't want any excuses, do you?
0: (laughs) Dak Prescott. That's a great way to end the show. Dak Prescott says Pops. Thanks, Pops. I love it. (laughs) I love it. Keep that
1: energy. Whacking his bag. Nick, take it away. (laughs) That might might be the title of this episode. Whacking his bag.
0: Oh, and by the way, guys, so... We're not going to have another live stream this week because Paul's won't be here. And he won't be here for the next episode. It's still going to be released on our usual Friday, um, 7 o'clock a.m. And um, it should be a good one. We're going to cover some more fantasy football. It's going to – we're not going to have – actually – we're not touching on fantasy this show. No, nah, it's, we'll it. it's a double division preview. Excuse me. Yeah. Because we got... we got we, When Paul comes back, we want to do running we backs. We need him here. Yeah. He needs to be here for that. We're doing to. top 10 running backs, I believe, and top 10 receivers next week. Stay tuned for that. But later this week, double division preview. It's going to be the AFC South and the NFC South. And then we got some card subjects mm. that we already have eyed up. So double division preview that's our show for tonight though thanks for tuning in and um you know look out for us again on friday look out for paul's next week and nick take it away
1: guys thank you guys for hanging out with us we appreciate all the uh the comments the love and support these live streams are fucking phenomenal we really enjoy this with you guys um if you haven't done so already please don't forget to like subscribe and hit the notification bell Also, give us a follow on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, and we'll see you guys Friday at P&I.